Hey everyone, I'm Angela. And I'm Andy. And welcome back to The Magistream, a podcast for Majestans by Majestans. Please note that the podcast The Magistream is not to be confused with the in-game Magistream, a wave of living magic that refreshes a Majestan's health and abilities at sunrise. On this episode of The Magistream, we're here to recap the events of the April uh, 7th through 9th event of 2017. Uh, I'll answer as Ryben some of the last questions at the bottom of my mailbag. Please send more. And we'll clarify some things about using poison for some reason uh, on weapons and missiles. People don't understand it. Say I'm too old to believe in magic. Your only limit is what you can imagine. Come and listen, la 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 la. Are you still dreaming of your last plot? After game ends, do you feel lost? Are you worried we forgot you? Introducing the magistrate, come ask Ryben anything. Be your bridge between the games. don't understand it say I'm too old to believe in magic the only limit is what you can imagine so come and listen la 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 so come and listen la 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 so Andy I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> I don't I don't know when I am. <laughs> I don't know when I am. That's true. It has uh, been it has been a weird uh schedule of th- well so much stuff going on in in real life and for magistry. And yeah. like we've been shuffling around the order of the episodes and I don't even know which one like I wasn't sure <laughs> like which one we had even recorded yet or released and uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is we, some we were... episode of the major stream, everybody. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe they're Ep- not even listening in episode, order. <laughs> episode one point something. And yeah, it's seven, 2017 or possibly later. And uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is episode one seven now. Um, we did. Ha- we had originally uh, recorded the death episode. Uh, and... I just ran out of time to edit that. It's a it's a long episode, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff that we it's talk a good about one. in it's there. It's a good one. It'll be a good one when you guys get to get to hear it. It's but, really uh, good. But then then the event came, and I you know the week before the event, I can't do anything except magistry. So there was yeah. no way I was getting that out then. And then after the event, I was like, oh well, we should do the event recap right. podcast before we do the death one. So here we are. <laughs> um, that and the fact that you know. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am also helping to run and, and organize the Massachusetts Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you might remember it as the Market of the Moons. Market of the Moons, um, yep. We've updated and upgraded to the Mass Ren Fair, and it's looking like it's going to be uh, a pretty big deal. So that's been taking up a lot of time. Um, and if you guys want to be a part of it and either volunteer or uh, help out in any way, Please let me know. We could always use volunteers. It's uh, July 29th through 30th is the actual event date, and we can use help from the 28th through the 31st. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely let me know if you want to be a part of that. We and have a volunteer where, form and everything. And where's that? That's 
going to be? That's going to be at the uh, uh, Cummington Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. Yep. Yeah, it's like seven miles uh, northwest of, of Chesterfield. Of Chesterfield, yeah, it's really close by. We're actually going to be um, renting out Chesterfield for camping purposes. Um, so we're still going to have things going on at Chesterfield. Maybe nothing super organized, but like after the fair's over or on Friday night after or something. After party. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll have the the after partying happening at Chesterfield, which should be a lot of fun. I think it's like I'm really excited. I'm also super nervous, but I'm mm. really excited yeah. uh, for this. And I think it's going to be really a lot of fun. So if you guys want to be a part of it, just let me know and we'll get you in. And we do try and get all of our uh, volunteers T-shirts for helping out. So uh, if you're into collecting T-shirts or pins or the pins, I got the pins things. going back. All I got all three pins. Nice. You know, we actually have like five pins, though. Oh, man, I don't have all five <laughs> pins. Never mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to actually have... My I completionist think three... nature has defeated me. <laughs> well, come volunteer. I'll give you all your right, extra all right, pins. All right, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So we have, you know, let, let us know. We have our, our Facebook page up and uh, it's going to be really fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Facebook pages, before we get into the uh, the recap... Um, if any of you are not aware about our Facebook uh, groups, we got Magistry LARP info sharing for like on-topic stuff and talking about some of the uh, the issues plaguing Elmerton or Marshall's Landing or wherever, wherever or whenever we are now. Um, That's and the then, more like in-game one, right? This is the more so in-game one. And then there's Magistry off-topic where you can post about whatever you want. Like the LARP info sharing, you don't have to be, you don't have to stay in character, but like your initial post should be something like relevant to in character stuff or coordinating information or you know asking a question about the rules or how info gathering works or whatever and, but then the off topic stuff you can post whatever you want whatever whatever memes you think might be interesting to other people who play or or, or npc at, at magistry um they're both so, yeah. really cool pages and thank you for setting those up and running those andy they're they're oh, great yeah. the uh um, the, the info sharing one has links to like it's got a sticky post at the top that's got links to a bunch of other helpful resources, some Google Docs that we've made and like map, you know, other various things that could be useful. Uh, Mooney made a nice like chart of the incants for all of the uh, spells by each school and, and, and all kinds of other like neat stuff, um, which is easy to get to if you go to the info sharing uh, group. Just keep in mind that, like, any information that you post, like, on these groups or on Facebook or whatever, uh, your your character can know, and everybody else's character can know in-game. Like, as if it's in-game information, yeah. your character can know it, no matter where you learned it. So if you're a secret ninja and you want to stay a secret ninja, maybe don't put it on the, on the Facebook page. Yeah, but, yeah, anything that you're sharing is considered something that you would share publicly in town on one of the days that we're not actually having a magistrate event, but your characters are still stuck in Marshall's Landing or were, wherever. <laughs> um, that's, you know, something hey, that's, that, that's... that's public, that you're making public knowledge, which I would encourage you to do, Ribin would encourage you to do, but uh, uh, Ribin and I both understand that there might be some things you might want to keep to yourself, and if that's the case, you know, don't post it on, on Facebook in the groups. I'm, I mean, you can private message people whatever you want, but... Yeah, a lot of LARPs have, uh, you know, the thing where if you just because you post it doesn't mean your character knows it. But we just found that that just gets so yeah 
confusing. So we're just like, nope, if you can find it, if you can see it, or if you hear about it, you know, outside a game, if you're, if you know it, your character can know it. Yeah. Now on the flip side, that applies to like the PC characters, like NPCs, villains especially are not going to know this stuff that we're posting here. Um, I mean, that goes for if you've NPC'd with us too, just because like, you know, Dogwood comes up and, and plays a portal jacker and gets to know some of the stats and gets yeah. to know what things do. That doesn't mean Dogwood does. That's the only yeah. time that it's kind of like a, a no, just because you know it doesn't mean your character does. But yeah. And yeah, uh, just because I'm reading the info sharing group as Angela doesn't mean that, you know, per, you know Dreamweaver Harkin knows sure. all of your fears because you posted I mean, a list of them. <laughs> Dreamweaver Harkin might know all of our fears, but that's... <laughs> That's that's true. Bad example. Bad example. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what we mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess talking about this is kind of an interesting segue into. Yay, we had our first event. Yes. <laughs> it was, uh, boy, it was strange a little bit. Um, I mean, it was a lot of fun. We had a yeah. great event, but it was weird being in a new place. Yeah, it was. It was a surreal feeling. Like, yeah. It's a beautiful camp, but man, it snowed. <laughs> it yeah. was cold. I don't know. Uh, I had a pretty nice cabin. <laughs> yeah, the people who paid for the full amenities <laughs> cabins, I think you guys had, you know, really, a really nice setup. Uh, I hear that people who were just in regular cabins had to deal with very cold yeah, and very I, windy conditions. I did hear conditions. a lot of that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully it'll be warmer for the next couple of events and we're not going to see snow and cold. But that said, you should probably plan on bringing extra blankets if you're not in a full amenities cabin, just yeah. in case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this new place, Camp Timber Trails, in-game is called Marshall's Landing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, this is part of the new lands that were acquired uh, from House Windlock yep. that, by, that by Lavendros acquired. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when the acts of acquisition were turned against them. And, uh, you know, so they acquired this land. And it really wasn't going to be something they investigated. Like, it's this little nothing town in right. the very edge of their, their holdings now. And they were just like, ah, forget about it. Like, we're not even going to investigate it. Um, and before we go any further, by the way, if you we're just doing kind of a spoken recap and just kind of bullet pointing this recap. If you'd like to see the full beautifully written oh, so like really awesome story so well version written, so of this red, of this in, yeah, of this uh, recap you can go to our facebook page and uh uh paul wrote up a really beautiful uh chronicle majestic which we're going to be trying to do after every event we realize that there's a lot of our story like my staff is super creative and we have mm-hmm. all of these you know what you guys see in game is just a tip of the iceberg of the stories that we write and we kind yeah. of feel like it gets lost sometimes. And, yeah. you know, we have just this, this amazing story that we want to share with everybody. And if it gets lost, then it's kind of defeating the purpose of why we're writing it to begin with. So yeah. we decided that we wanted to try and do the, the Chronicle Majestic and just kind of get all of the information that we know that we put out into game and that is out there, out there for people to see so that everyone can kind of be a part of the story um, no matter where they're coming in from. So that's that's yeah. the, uh, I, the idea I love the, the I love the lore and I'd love to have more people to play with in the deep end of of the lore pool. Like I I yeah. I think yeah there's a lot of really cool like the magistry lore is so deep and so rich. Like I mean it's been going on for what 
14 years, years now, 14, 15. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's written by so many different people coming from so many different perspectives and so many different like player characters interacting with it and shaping it. And it's, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. Yeah. Um, there's something for everybody to get excited about. And I want, I'd love to see more people excited about it. And I think this, uh, this uh, Majestic Chronicle is a, is a great, uh, great tool for that. I think so too. Um, it is a ton of work um, yeah, no, to try I, and like kind I, of sift through I all of the plots I appreciate that, we've that. I can appreciate how, how much work that is to, to, to sift through and, and organize. Yeah, but I, I think yeah. that uh, it's it's a really cool tool, and I, um, I really like the way it was written. It's, it's very engaging and very storyteller. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have this up on our Facebook right now, and once we get the final version, oh, and if you think if you're reading this and you look at it, and you're like, oh, well, there is something that I think should be in there that you guys didn't include in there. Put it in the comments section, and yeah. when we when we do the final draft and when we publish it on our newsletter, um, if we think that that should be included, we'll include it, and then it'll be there. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind. Uh, but anyway, so Lavendros was not going to look into Marshall's Landing for the longest time. In fact, they were planning on sending most Elmertonians up into Northwatch, uh, or towards Northwatch, into their northern holdings to try mm. and clear out, um, the, uh, what's his face? Working. Working? <laughs> the Working Street. That's set. his face. That's his face. <laughs> um, that, that are stationed there. Um, but then all of a sudden, Lavendros got attacked. Mm. By spiders. Spider people. And they were, yeah, spider people. And they were weird. Um, and, uh, they weren't able to be, uh, or, or they attacked, um, the manor house and a Bonta Kinsway encampment. And they were really hard to kind of, for them to kind of, you know. Deal with. Deal with, Right. And so after that, they got a ransom letter that told Lobea that they're her problem now and that if she wants to uh, ensure that this doesn't become a bigger problem, they need she needs to pay uh, an exorbitant fee. And we're talking exorbitant, like even if Lavendros could have paid it or would have paid it, they couldn't have. So she's like, hey, you know who de- who deals with interdimensional stuff really well? <laughs> This town of Elmerton. Hey guys, yep. want to help me out here? So yeah, uh, she sent. She asked you guys to to meet her, and uh, the lot of you met up and went to Marshall's Landing. Yep, which is uh, named after Marshall Van Doren, um, who was a count of uh, House Van Doren, who was uh, kind of an eccentric, wealthy airship captain who traveled Majesta and other dimensions and uh, between his uh, his trips he would dock in, in this place that he called Marshall's Landing um, which was like sort of like a wild magic era area and uh, like brought a bunch of stuff in the Portal Authority kind of didn't really like that so much and well especially because he was bringing like he was this was like a, a, a wild area of like interdimensional like checkpoint mm-hmm. um, so he would just be going in between dimensions and bringing back creatures and bringing back yeah. random treasures and sure and that's stowaways invasive species and who knows what exactly uh. 
So he got shut down. Yeah. Uh, or almost shut down. But thanks to a And worked out a worked out some kind yeah, of deal thanks to, to uh, a hefty bribe or, you know, sizable donation, however you want to look at it. Uh, to the Portal Authority, you know. He was able to continue his exploits. Um, yeah. as long as they stayed in the area of Marshall's Landing. Yeah. So uh the uh Crossworlds Tavern was established to sort of contain that stuff somewhat i guess and, or at least uh, to provide like a, provide a, a stopping point shop. for it yeah. yeah yeah um and uh that's the first place that we saw when we got there and had to clear out this massive spider infestation from the wasn't that tavern. a cool mod it was it was it was pretty cool it was amazing like like, I saw all the spiders, like, the people in spider stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. And I open the doors, and there's, like, spider web at, like, like chest level. And it's like, oh, okay, this is this is interesting. <laughs> um, uh, I heard a, a story that Rikesh went to try and clear out some of the, uh, the spider web with his hammer, and his hammer actually got stuck in the web, <laughs> and yeah. he couldn't pull it out. It, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, like, he stuck his hammer in there to try to, like, you know, like, gather it all up. Um, like cotton candy, and it just like stuck his his grabbed his his hammer, and he couldn't get it out. And he's like, "Oh well." <laughs> so good, yeah. It was a, it was a really neat looking mod. We had a bunch of uh, NPCs go up there and and take care of that, and they did so awesome with it. It was really yeah. Cool. It really helped establish the feel of this town being hostile territory that we had to like clear <laughs> kill dozens of spiders and clear out cobwebs before we could even sit down and have a drink. <laughs> And then, yeah. yeah, and then, like, Kale goes into the back and he comes out and he's like, uh, guys, I hate to break this to you, but there's, like, only, like, two casks that are any good. The rest of them are all, like, poisonous. <laughs> yeah. So that was, like, kind of the theme of the, <clears throat> or one of the themes of the weekend. Uh, there's spiders, and then there was the fact that you guys kind of came you know, upon a, an abandoned area. Yeah. And not only abandoned, but, like, poisoned so there's no food there's yep. very few rations there's you know the water is in short supply or at least yep. clean water yep the water's poisoned the ground's poisoned the the trees are bloodthirsty <laughs> i had so much fun writing those tree speaks because <laughs> when i was writing them you know usually like in elmerton the trees are nice and the stones are kind of surly Sure, um, sure. But I was like, you know what? These trees have been drinking poisoned groundwater for how, who knows how yeah, long. Yeah, they're like, they're, maybe we they're should try be... these people's blood. Like, that's probably not poisoned yet. <laughs> like, they where's haven't the been here long. Yeah, where, whereas the stones were more like, ah, relax, take it in stride. This too shall pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, that was, it was a nice change of pace. I liked that. So, you know, uh... Why don't you talk to me a little bit about how your night went uh, the first night you were there after cleaning out the Crossworlds Tavern? Oh, yeah. Um, so we cleaned out the uh, the tavern. Um, I don't really remember too much about... Like, the night's just, like, blurred together. But, yeah, there were, like... Um, well, you had your like first interaction ass- with uh, Miss Agnes Briarcliff, right? Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, that was uh, uh, Mizza. And she was just, like, super creepy, like, just, like paranoid and running around and like impossible to nail down 
And like there were other things that we were interacting with and like, you know, I was trying to like, you know, diagnose people and figure out what's going on and like she would not stay still for that. Like I tried to like communicate telepathically and just got like massive pain feedback, which is never a good sign. Um, right, right. And uh, yeah, I was like, and I, I gotta just say, like, I am so glad that Mizza took on this role. Like, oh, she yeah. is such a great role player, and it's, yeah. it's so good to see her out in game. And she did this beautifully. Yeah, like the the costume that she had with like the two different like spidery eye contacts that are like difficult yeah. to tell. Like what I and, like the way she was like like crouched over and like her movements like her head movements like everything really like established that character as like off her rocker but it's like she also was like she was like constantly babbling and it was both nonsense and like insight at the same time Mm -hmm. and it was like i was trying to listen to like like i was hanging on every word trying to figure (laughs) out what was going on and a bunch of other people were too and yeah Yeah. it, it was really good um but yeah, she's like, like full of all kinds of spider venom, and but hasn't like succumbed to it, and was like really paranoid about everybody, including <laughs> this was the next day. But the uh, the pregnant woman, there mm-hmm. was a uh, pregnant woman came into the the tavern, and like we were worried that like she was gonna have a baby, and like some of us were worried that she was gonna have sp- a whole bunch of spider babies, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like super paranoid about that, especially Briarcliff. But like, yeah, so using her. Um, blood uh with our transformative elixir we were able to create some anti-venom that was able to counteract any of the spider venom even pretty powerful spider venom but we've got a limited supply and we're working on making more but we'll see how that goes but yeah Briarcliff's a really interesting um person there's also a bunch of like astral spirits that are right like the uh, pregnant lady okay i didn't realize she was one of those i didn't uh whoops I mean, other oh. people, other people might have, but I wasn't paying attention to her that much because I was <clears> dealing with several other things at the time. But uh, yeah, the uh, like all kinds of these these astral spirits that that came in. Um, there was one played by Toner who was like he was like a scared kid who was on an execution block and also simultaneously in the tavern, and we were trying to like comfort him and figure out like he was like, what should I do? <laughs> like and some people were saying like you know just run. Other people were like I was like maybe you should like other people were saying you should you know like stay and face your 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 execution or your like they're gonna get your because he was worried about his family getting like uh-huh. executed if he ran away and like after we dealt with that like i was like well i'm gonna go lie awake in my bed for an hour before i can because <laughs> <laughs> that was at, like i don't know two three in the morning but yeah 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 all of the ast- these astral spirits seem to be centered around the tavern they're like they seem to be mem- like memories people or memories of people from the past or other dimensions or both um right. and yeah, all kinds of weird stuff with that at the very end of the night uh it was pretty great because rakesh came up to ops and he's like you know mark die as rakesh came up to ops oh. he's like all right i was like oh hey what are you doing he's like oh i'm i'm taking off i'm you know rakesh is leaving and he's gonna hop out and he's gonna go do this and do that and i i just sat there and shook <laughs> my head <laughs> I was like, no, no, Rakesh isn't leaving. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And and I, mean, I told him he couldn't walk out either. And he's like, well, I guess I'll go tell the town that then. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when, uh, that was the very first instance of people knowing that uh, that they were trapped. It's a trap. So, yeah, uh, that that's a thing. Yep. People who... 
And you know, if you're listening to this and you have not come to game yet, this is not something you know. In fact, actually, most of this, but you will. Um, but yeah, so you guys, anyone who comes to Marshall's Landing at this point in time is trapped and cannot communicate with the outside world, as far as you know. Yep. If you're listening to this in the future, you might already know that, because you might have already walked into that oh, trap. wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, like, the next morning, a portal anchor showed up. I mean, it, it was it looked like it had already always been there mm-hmm. for, like, a really long time, but, like, it just appeared, and um, astral people kind of appeared somewhat, maybe. I don't know. Angela's not going to confirm this. I'm going to. I'm checking the Chronicle it. Majestic to see what I can <laughs> confirm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, the portal anchor sh- uh, showed up. Like we figured out that it's uh, it's doing something to like acclimate people, maybe acting as part of the interdimensional hub uh, or like a possibly decon chamber too. And then <laughs> yeah, 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 like an airlock of some sort or a. Uh, like a like a hotel or not hotel like an airport um <laughs> like an airport like gift shop or something <laughs> right. like, like an airport lobby it's just like you, you can't go farther than this right, right now but while you're here um and then yeah there are people from the portal authority uh um Legrasse and what was his name uh Severo yeah who uh were trying to figure out what's going on in this area um several got nabbed by spiders uh we freed him and they were gonna go use this to to get out and you know get help and and do that but then like after defending the portal anchor twice twice successfully from attacks it ended up getting destroyed while some people of of the some of these portal jackers from this company did like a sort of like a two-front thing and tried to get the uh like the ground to like destroy us and sabotage attack the portal anchor at the same time and destroy that portal anchor making us even stucker than we were before right but they've got like some sort of amulets that uh look like portal anchors that are some sort of a key related to that that i don't know what they do uh help them get in and out probably help them not get killed by the stuff that was killing us <laughs> who knows um yeah and i mean that's some, that's, that's where we're at that's something that happened like uh on sunday was the uh the actual you know uh the, yeah. the double front of of trying to disable the portal anchor and working on the thimbles yeah. but uh yeah the thimbles yeah so i guess uh aside from meeting mr plump who is uh a merchant <laughs> tain who who managed to get everyone dinner uh, on on yep. Saturday, and I think a couple of people actually paid because he was like, "Oh, anyone who wants dinner should should pay a silver to get dinner." And I think a couple of a couple yep. of townsfolk were like, "Here, take a couple of gold from me, and, and just include everybody." Um, yeah, I think Simon and Dogwood, <laughs> like uh, maybe a couple other people, like pitched in like a gold a piece that covered pretty much everybody. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's uh he's actually when uh, we were talking, you know, Paul and I were talking about. Uh, how how PCs are getting food in between events? We're like, well, you know, yep. Plump, you know, Dominic Plump is is probably supplying them with rations. Um, maybe not, maybe yeah. not as nice food as uh, as he we, that you had for dinner, but you know, he's probably supplying you with rations um, over the next month because you guys were generous. But 
you should you should know that they are meager. You're probably not as well fed as you're used to, and uh, dinner will probably still be pricey because um, he's got to finagle it into Marshall's Landing. So, I mean, yeah. and by pricey, I mean no more than like a silver or something per person. But you should. Ex- I mean, honestly, honestly, that's a pretty reasonable price. It's true. Like, yeah, it's it's. I mean. I was expecting to get gouged. I, I mentioned to uh, Angela like uh, last week that like he's sort of like the uh, the Comcast of 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 the of the merchants that we have to do. He's the he's the oh, he's got a mono- virtual monopoly on on anything <laughs> that we we might want to buy and can charge whatever we want and could provide terrible customer service. But right now things are okay. Right. <laughs> well, you know he you guys did win an ally, so you have a pretty good one right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm just glad the merchant wasn't the enemy. <laughs> right? <laughs> then you would have seen the evil side of Comcast Merchant. Yeah, yeah. Then he definitely would have been Comcast Merchant. Um, but yeah, so uh, on Sunday, um, after, you know, on Sunday morning, there was a, a big attack, and you guys met a double agent um, whose name mm-hmm. is Andra, Andrej, I think is his name. And yeah. he uh, is a portal jacker, but he uh, is also a portal authority agent, and he's infiltrated the this uh, this company. And so he was kind of mm-hmm. giving you guys some information about what was going on, in particular the fact that there are there was um, the mechanic who's working on a system of gutty works underneath the town, um, or underneath. Sorry, it's not a town; it is an encampment. A seri- you know, a gutty, a yeah. gutty works under- underneath the area. Underneath the area, known as Marshall's thimbles, um, and that's what he was trying to to use to make the ground kill you, uh, which was you know life draining. Anybody who had been there for less than a week, and then there was the boss who just wanted to disable the portal anchor. The result of the pot boss disabling the portal anchor was that people can no longer get out, and you can't figure out how to use it. <laughs> yeah. But so one of the things about these these portal like these uh, portal anchors these uh, portal jackers is that they're not necessarily super unified. One of the uh, portal authority guys had suggested that they might be from this group called the Docent. The when we mentioned the uh, the idea of them being the Docent to them while they were attacking the portal anchor, like one of them like laughed at it and said, "No, I'm not from the Docent. Well, maybe maybe she is or something." But uh, so they, they might not be a unified front. That might be something we can work with. But anyway, mm-hmm. the uh, these portal jackers are are all jacked, and they <laughs> might be at odds with each other. But we'll see. We'll see where that ends up going. But in the end, even though like the portal anchor was disabled, you guys did manage to stop the thimbles. We managed to not die. We managed to not die. Which is the which is which is an important thing to accomplish. Um, it's something that you sh- should try to accomplish every day. Right. It's true. Okay, so that was pretty much uh pretty much the event in a 30-minute nutshell. Yep. And if you have uh, other questions that you want to ask other towns members or theories that you want to propose, uh head to the um Facebook uh, info sharing group and uh discuss it there. Absolutely. So, Speaking of Tain Merchants, our sponsor for this week is none other than Mr. Dominic Plump. Have you found yourself trapped in an area you can't get out of? 
Do you need supplies or clean water or food? Well, you found yourself an ally in the one and only Mr. Dominic Plump. For a price, he will get you what you need, or he's not the best merchant on Majesta. Welcome to Ask Ribbon Anything. The opinions expressed here are for informational purposes only and not for the purpose of providing legal advice. The opinions of Ribbon Van Holt are completely in-game and may not reflect the opinions of Andy Doucette or Magistry staff and may be factually untrue. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome, especially when time travel is involved. Oh, hello. I was sitting here in what passes for a library in Marshall's Landing, cautiously drinking some moonshine that was purified by the power of the dimensions. While we're stuck here, I'll answer some of your old letters. We just got a docamore for a pet, and he's very lovable for a fish. We wanted to mate him, so we borrowed a female docamore for that purpose, and he wouldn't have a thing to do with her. How can we get him to romance her? Serious Infigoria. Okay, where do I begin? First of all, Dakimore are from another dimension, Dant to be precise. I think the Portal Authority would frown on keeping them as pets without a lot of paperwork. Second of all, Dakimore are natural shapeshifters, so I'm skeptical of your certainty that yours is male and the others is female. I suppose it's possible you have a male and female, but it's equally likely that you don't. Third, and maybe this should have been first, Dakimore are just as intelligent as your average Majestin, if not more so. So the idea that you could have one as a pet and are trying to force it to breed would be laughable if Dakimore weren't so terrifying. I don't know what that Dakimore is plotting, but my advice to you is this. Get yourself and your family out of that house. Run. I have a ton of coin. Where can I spend it, and on what? A rich individual. Well, there certainly are many things you could invest money into. I would highly recommend potions and scrolls. They are a tangible form of power and can give some, shall we, give you some, shall we say, oomph when you need it. These days, they remain stable for up to three years and can be used multiple times unless they are truly powerful. Magical items are another way to turn your money into useful and life-saving accoutrement. There are countless options for magical items. Most are custom-made. I'd recommend talking to merchants, mages, and majestic smiths about what is available and can be made for you. If you have an idea of what you're looking for, it can likely be found somewhere in the Dabbleverse. Talk to people and ask questions. Some people, not me, but some people, like to invest in their weapons, either in enchanting them or making, out of, making them out of special materials such as silver, or commissioning finely balanced weapons that can easily be wielded even in one's offhand with little or no training. Other people like to be generous with their friends. A single gold will pay for 20 people's taxes for a month or 20 to 50 drinks at the tavern. Being magnanimous can earn you many friends. You could also invest in a business or property, start a restaurant franchise, or invest in aces, or purchase a retirement home if you're optimistic about that. Well, that's all the time I have for today. I'll answer more of your letters as soon as I get more of them. So now we're going to talk a little bit in our clarify segment about weapon-based poison and what weapon-based and missile-based poison specifically in regards to oh I don't know spiders I just pulled just, that yeah. out for some reason just just pulling it out of a hat <laughs> yeah or a big creepy tavern a lot of this. <laughs> 
a lot of the things that you know you might be encountering or some new things that you might be encountering are spiders and spiders swing a lot of venom or poison for all intents and purposes venom is going to be you know poison but we'll we'll likely say poison um you know when we're trying to you know but technically things with. are only poisonous if you eat them they're venomous if they're attacking you but also, oh, sure. but also, 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 <laughs> technically, anything that's not one of the like something listed in the rule book, if it's like this is the effect type, like say it's banana, you know, that's still a body effect. So that's happened. That 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 ha <laughs> you know, just you know, just pu pulling that out of a, a monkey's dream, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so generally, uh, uh, for for most. Uh, poison user PCs, uh, weapon-based spells and blade poisons have a power of level a power level of one, no matter what grade they're from. Um, and this, you know, this just kind of tells you how poison is used and how its power level is determined. Uh, so, NPCs like this is not saying that anything that ever comes out that swings poison at you should be a, a power level one. That's just kind of where it starts. So NPCs, an NPC skill call um, has already taken into account all of the, the additional stuff that comes with putting poison yeah. uh, and using skills. Like normally, and so that call. Normally if you're using poison, like as a PC, you're, mm -hmm. you're using that poison and then also swinging an attack with it, like maybe a, a crit six or a, a backstab four. And that skill right. will have a power level attached to it that you're usually using that skill so that the poison works better or you, you can, you can right. place the poison better. So like, you know, a backstab, uh, if it's a backstab that's power level three, you know, is going to become, you know, like if you use that with your death poison, which is normally like, you know, death poison one, if you use it with a backstab that would have a power level of three, it's, you know, backstab death poison three or poison four, possibly even if you can, can backstab that, that good, if you can, right. if you can assassinate. Yeah, so say a spider comes out at you, and they're swinging at you, and they're going to say, crit snare, poison two. Mm -hmm. Then that means that their venom has made it so that your feet are snared to the ground for, for all intents and purposes, and it's a poison, and they, they must have used a power level two attack yep. to to swing that at you. Um, so, yeah, you know, just, just keeping that in mind, that as a general rule, poison no matter what grade you make it at it could be a death poison if you're putting it on your weapon has a base power level of one and it's when you add a skill to that that or a technique that it bumps that power level up yep sometimes pcs will have uh poisons that um like add damage to an attack and that will add damage to whatever skill you use so if you use a crit two and you have a poison two that makes it a crit four if you have you know a poison that adds one point of damage and you're swinging a crit six, then it becomes a crit seven. But Right. So numeric stuff uh, will add damage um, to the attack, but not to the power level, like, like Andy yeah. was just saying. Um, but the thing we have to worry about with spiders is that, you know, what, how much damage it's doing or what the what effect it's having. But the important thing to remember about the poison is that um, if it gets through your your resistances, your your armor or your other resistances, uh, it, like normally we have the injured limb rule where if you're down to your 
last hit point, the last hit point has to be your torso. Poison, uh, like life drain, will work its way into your system no matter where it hits you. If you get, you know, hit on the forearm with poison 9 body 3 and you don't have enough resistance to block that, you're taking that 9 points of damage and if you've got 9 or fewer hit points, it's worming its way into your heart and you're going down. I think the actual call would probably be damage 9, or, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Um, or crit nine. Or crit nine. Or backstab nine. Yeah. yeah whichever Ugh. whichever way you're <laughs> deciding to to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, yeah. If if you hear the the crit nine and the poison two, poison one, uh, that means you know it does not have to hit your torso. That just flows through your blood, and and kills you with the poison. Yeah. Um, not the hit point. So that if that's your last if that's your last hit point, um, it's kind of like a life drain effect. Yep. Like. Life drain effects are the same thing, that they'll take your last hit point and make you fall unconscious, even if they hit your limb. And that can be fun to roleplay, too, if it hits your limb and it's, and it's bringing you down. You can like be like staring at your limb in horror and be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's that's something, too. Like, uh, sometimes if, if someone just hits you with, with, you know, if they just say poison, <laughs> um, people are like, well, what does that mean? Well, it just means it's a simple weapon call, but it's, you know... It's, it's just, just doing, doing a point, a of, point damage of poison, with poison. Damage, yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, a lot of times if I get hit with that, um, I end up, you know, stepping to the side. And this is entirely role-playing. It is not something that is 100% necessary. It just shows that I've kind of, you know, taken my hit. I'll either, like, spit or I'll make vomity noises because I just got poison injected yep. into me. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, just in, like Andy said, if you if you're on your last hit point and you get hit in the arm with poison, it'd be cool to see the the, the role play of oh my god, I'm dying or I'm falling unconscious because of you just hit me in the leg with a with a poison attack. Um, there are some ways to kind of to resist poison. There is obviously resist poison and uh, neutralize poison. Um, yeah. And weapon based poison attacks. Um, like other weapon-based attacks, are not going to have any effect if it hits armor points. So you say no effect if, you, if you're wearing armor and it hits you. Um, so you can, if it does hit your, you know, if it does hit you, if it does, if you don't have any armor or anything like that, um, then you can say resist, uh, you know, depending on on the, the power level and, and how many resist poison you have. slots you have. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's neutralized poison. Uh, which doesn't prevent anything, so it's not like resist poison. Neutralized poison only uh, works if it's if the effect of the poison has a duration longer than instantaneous. Yeah, so that won't work um, on any damage poisons, but it would work right. on a poison snare, or I'm sorry, right? Like or snare snare a snare poison one or paralyzed poison three. The neutralized poison could work as long as the neutralized poison's got a higher enough power level. So, yeah, you can also find this obviously. In the rule book, um, and you can can read up on on poison based attacks and weapon based attacks and all that stuff too. Yep. Well, that pretty much covers it. Uh, thank you to several anonymous folks uh, at the winter party for submitting questions for Ryben to answer. Uh, thanks submit again. more. Yep, please submit more. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Sam Rochford for writing our, our theme music. You can find more of her music at facebook.com/samrochfordmusic. And thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You're still dreaming of your last plot. After game ends, do you feel lost? Are you worried we forgot you? 
Introducing the magistrate Come ask Riven anything Be your bridge between the games People don't understand it Say I'm too old to believe in magic The only limit is what you can imagine So come and listen, la 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 So come and listen, la 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 This podcast has been a production of Magistry, copyright PW Games. You can find out more about our LARP at Magistry.com or on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash Magistry. If you have comments, suggestions, feedback, or questions, uh, or command perform segments, yes, we need yes, more we of need those, those too. please. Uh, you can email us at themagistream at Magistry.com.